You're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania. And um, every Monday we have David Leo joining us in the studio and uh, David is joining us from Devonport. Um, and David will be continuing with the series of programs titled Encounters with Jesus. And um, for those listening in Tasmania, you can also catch us at 4.30 p.m. Um, welcome, David. How are you today? I'm well, thank you, Tabitha. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday to you. It's such a beautiful day. It's exciting. It's a beautiful day, yes. Yeah, from a weekend of snow. Well, at least Friday and Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's not, which yeah, I didn't mind, actually. It was really lovely. Um, Yesterday, I drove up the mountain, but I couldn't get uh, all the way up because um the road was closed at some point. But, because um, of the snow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still working on clearing the roads. But uh-huh. it was so beautiful, like... Yeah, it's just really nice to see snow. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, how was your weekend? The weekend was fantastic. I had a had a great Sabbath. I was at uh, Deloraine Church, and uh, we've been doing a series on Daniel. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was, it, it was it's, it's been oh we're, yeah we haven't actually been looking at the prophetic side so much. We've been looking at the story of Daniel. Oh, okay. So yeah, and, and, uh, and the prophecy is amazing. But yeah, just taking little some angles, and you can check it out. You can go see Delaware Seventh Day Adventist Church on Facebook, yeah. and you'll see um, our sermons there and whatever else we're up to. Um, and we've actually, oh, let me take time to plug in October, starting October the eighth, uh, every Friday night and Saturday night at seven p.m. Uh, we're actually doing a seminar. So we're going through, yeah, we're going, going to go through um, prophecy, actually, so and talk about, you know, you know, finding assurance, you know, assurance in God in times, in uncertain times, you know. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. But uh, yesterday, it was a beautiful day. My wife wanted to see the, um, see the snow like you, but uh, mm. I thought, man, while, while it's sunny, can mow the lawn, you know, because that's like a, that's like a rarity, you know, this type of weather. So yeah, had to take advantage of that. And uh, we had a, a breakup basketball party for my son, and then we had a multicultural evening in Fourth that was run by uh, one of the guys that, uh, from church, and that was awesome. We had guys from Kiribati, Tonga. Um, I sang a song, the Psalm One song, and <clears throat> it was a great evening. It was fantastic. Uh, did people dress up in um, tribal outfits? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I remember and some songs and dance. Yeah, the last one I attended uh, was at Margate. It was sometime in 2019. Do you remember? You actually uh, picked me up. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, yeah. That was fantastic. That's a great program they run out there. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I hope, I hope we'll have one soon. Um, just to remind yeah. our listeners of our show number it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, save it as does encounters number if you haven't saved it, and uh, feel free to text us any questions, any comments, any feedback, and um, we'll give you um the code to get the offer for today, and uh, you can request for that through the number. Um, so what are we discussing today? David? We're, we're going to talk about uh, blind Bartimaeus, and if you haven't heard the story, we're going to get we we'll get into it in the next segment. <clears throat> but the, the 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 topic I wanted to revolve this around is the topic of praise, um, praising God. You know, and, and I, I do feel for, um, I think also that, you know, for, for Christians, uh, this is an incredibly important part of our discipline. 
to be able to praise mm-hmm. and to give glory to God. And I'll, I'll break that down as we as we get get through our, our morning. But I wanted to talk. Um, I wanted to ask you too, Tabitha. When it comes to mm-hmm. uh, admiration and adoration, you know, in the last, I'd say even probably the last fifty fifty years ago, mm-hmm. it was quite common for uh, couples. You know, when when a couple when a, when a man wrote a letter, mm-hmm. you could you could read some um, during the wars. You know, World War One and Two and whatnot. If you read some of the letters that soldiers will write to their loved ones, and the loved ones will write back to their to their men, the way they oh <laughs> they, they write letters, you know, oh I miss you because of your intelligence and you know, the way you comfort me, and and there's a lot of this adoration talk, a lot of um, mm. you know this this admiration talk, and you know you fast forward to the time that we're in now, mm. you know. You don't see that much with couples. Not even the love songs, you know, like that. And I'm not. I'm talking about secular love songs. Have that same uh, type of admiration and adoration mm. that they used to. No. Right? I, I don't know. If, I don't even know if people take time to. Um, you know, because of my my faith, I, I do take time to uh, sit down. You know, during, during family worship, or when it's just my wife and I, mm-hmm. and I I tell her. Mm-hmm. What I admire about her, I tell mm-hmm. her what I adore about her, you know. But that's a that's something that's had to be taught to me through scripture, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I I, I, I want to ask you, Tabitha, have you mm-hmm. made any observations similar to? I've got no I've got no facts and figures for you. <laughs> I'm just going from a from a David perception and, and what I've seen. But um, uh, what are, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, I actually agree with you. Um, <clears throat> nowadays, like, uh, there's not much ad- ad- admiration, I can say, or words of admiration. Um, we mm. don't exchange such words as much. And even when we do, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to know if it's genuine. <laughs> Sometimes, like, you, you know, someone would compliment yeah. you and, um, <clears throat> you know, there are times when you're like, you know, yeah, this is a fact. Anyway, but I don't know what your intentions are. I don't know if you're genuinely doing that or just feel like you have to do it or just have some intention be- behind your or some motive behind that compliment. It's just really hard um, to tell the difference. Like, this is so much fakeness and um, people don't <laughs> care as much as, like, about others. It's like, you know, what I'm doing. And, you know, for that reason, I don't actually, nowadays, I don't share a lot about my life, like what I'm doing, what I'm getting into, because I feel like people just don't care, <laughs> you know, which is bad. Yeah. I, I really yeah. think it's important. You know what you said, David, like um, what you do, um, you talk to your wife and, you know, tell her all these things um, you admire about her. It's really important because it sort of um, reminds us, like, to value ourselves and, I think it increases our self-confidence, which is, yeah, it's good. Well, yeah, I think the significance, and it's interesting what you say. It's interesting what you say because mm. the, the, um, here's, here's David Lee's observation of this. Mm-hmm. I think this has come about because we've become such a consumerist society, mm. right? Everything's about us consuming and what we get and what we take. And What's from what you're saying, me? That's right. So, mm. so when a compliment is made or somebody makes that that comment, may, maybe somewhere that you don't know very well, it nearly just sounds like flattery. Mm. You know, like it's not real. And and the uh, and the irony to that is on social media, people 
people make these comments all the time. You know, when people see a nice cat video, mm. they say, oh, that's so cute. Oh, you've got the best cat in the world. Or, you know, mm. they see a father and a son or, or a parent and a child doing something. They go, oh, these are the best couple. And, and they make, we throw away comments like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so to you, you're saying, you know, you don't shame us because, you know, you don't know what's genuine and what's not. You know, mm-hmm. like this, so that's that's a, that's an interesting take. My son taught me this word. Mm-hmm. You know, he's fourteen, and he taught me this this word. It's it's called clout chasing. Have you heard that before, Tabitha? Yes, I have. About you have heard it. Yeah, yeah I've, so I've heard it, and I'm seeing it happening. <laughs> yeah, and, and clout chasing. You know, is uh, we'll explain it for our listeners if they don't know what it is. It's you know posting things online or social media or whatever, mm-hmm. just so that you can get likes and and people to react to what. You've put up there so you can put a nice smiley face photo of you and you could be in the grumpiest mood mm. just so that you can get all these hearts you know people same thing or you just but, but it's, it's for the reaction mm. right it's for the it's for the fame and it doesn't it's not the genuine genuine adoration admiration that we're talking about right mm. and this is i think this has become a detriment to the Christian church. Mm. I think that attitude of consumerism, mm-hmm. that um, clout chasing, that, uh, you know, the, the lack of adoration, admiration has, has come into a church to a point that it's affected our relationship with God mm. and um, praising God <clears throat> has become a bit of a, a, a bit of a thing where people make this comment mm-hmm. and I'm talking to, I'm talking to Christians in particular mm-hmm. where they, they can listen to a sermon Mm-hmm. At a church, and they'll make a comment like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get anything out of that. Wow, that, that's a that's a consumerist comment. Yeah, you know, because if they came to praise God and actually listen <laughs> and let the spirit right. guide, yeah, correct, right? Mm-hmm. Because because uh, praising praising God comes from a revelation. You know, admiring someone comes from a re- revelation of who that person is. And so you said it's important, and I say it's important too, because you come to realize who's who and who, what, what your role is in this relationship. So when I, when I admire my wife, I remind myself, I'm, I'm husband, mm. she's wife, mm. and I love her, and I have to take care of her, and I have to love her and pour myself into her. And she reciprocates, mm. and she, you know, she reminds me. You know, um, if, if, if I'm the if I'm the guy that's meant to, um, you know, uh, go, like last night, my, my son is sick, right? And my, my wife was um, wasn't feeling too flesh herself. I took mm. him out of bed, brought him in front of the the, the heater, had the fire going. You know, I'm hugging him and reminding him, talking. If that's oh. you know, if that's one of my roles, yeah. then she's reminding me. That's what you need to do. It's like when people go. Uh, pasta, pasta. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm a pasta. You know, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to act role. like a pasta. That's yeah. right. I have a role. When I speak a word, it's meant to be encouraging. And so, um, you know, that's that's why I think it's important. We're going to learn from Bartimaeus mm. what praise looks like. Yeah, mm, very interesting for sure. <clears throat> um, just also to remind our listeners, you can uh, catch us through the Faith FM app, which you can get through the App Store or the Faith FM website. Um, that is faithfm.com.au. Uh, we're going to listen to this song, Jesus the Lord, My Savior is by Chelsea Moon.
possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo and um before in the first in the previous segment before we went for a break David talked about adoration and admiration which I believe is very important and uh, we all we should remember to uphold that always. Um David where mm. do we go from here? <clears throat> yeah, I just realized in the, in the break I was um I was thinking about uh the Jewish the Jewish family and I heard this uh, from a woman that went to live in Israel for a few years while her and her husband studied. Mm-hmm. And um, they went to have Sabbath, uh, Friday night evening with a, a family. And what they experienced was the father, he read Psalms, uh, Proverbs 31, you know, a virtuous woman. And mm-hmm. he he prayed over his wife, laid his, laid his hand uh, um, on her and prayed this prayer of mm-hmm. You know of this this list in Proverbs thirty one, and it's rich. We use it for Mother's Day. I, I've I've done the same for my wife after I learned about this wedding. And, and <laughs> yeah, and she weddings. Yeah, and the wife would um, reply with Psalms one hundred and twelve, which was honoring the man, right? And then the father would go to the children, starting from the eldest to the youngest, and read a, and, and say a blessing over each one. Mm. 
Mm. Right? And so you think, man, that, that must keep us that must keep a solid family. You yeah. know, so you see yeah, you see sure. the importance yeah, that's the importance of knowing who's who mm. in this family. But we're gonna go to um Mark ten and uh if you could read for us, Tabitha, verses forty six to fifty two. And this is where our story comes from, blind Bartimaeus. Um, so the title is Jesus Heals Blind Bartimaeus. <clears throat> um, now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, uh, blind Bartimaeus, um, the son of Timaeus, sat mm-hmm. by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried mm. out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the, man, bl- the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, Rabboni, that mm-hmm. I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and um, followed Jesus on the road. Followed Jesus on the road. Yeah. yeah. Some so people had words to pronounce <clears throat> there. Yeah, Timaeus. You know, that's, that's an interesting, <clears throat> I'm not too sure, but in the Greek, in the Greek language, mm-hmm. Bar Timaeus, Bar means son of, <clears throat> And Timaeus means honor, mm, son the son of honor, of honor. Mm. Right, and he's a and he's a beggar. He's mm. a blind beggar. It's which, a contradiction, which, yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a huge huge irony here that he's a blind beggar. That's a son of a son of um, honor, and he's calling out to the son of God, right? mm. and he's and and the son of God is like a, you know, he's not a he's not a rich luxurious man, but he recognizes him as an the most honored, mm. you know. So that's, that, that, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. There, there are some um, hard words to pronounce there, uh, Timaeus, mm. uh, not 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 names that we hear these days. But what's interesting, um, you know, like you kind of wonder how did how did Bartimaeus know who Jesus is, right? And I, and I think mm-hmm. I think we get a clue here, mm. and the and the clue is found in forty six. Mm. Right, it says that they came to Jericho. Mm. Now, do you know who else lived in Jericho that Jesus came across? And um, the neighbor, bo- was it? Oh, so you think you, yeah, you're thinking about good the uh, parable? Yeah, the Good Samaritan. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, but yeah, he talks about the, um, the the road to Jericho. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. You bring that up actually, because Jericho, this miracle is the last miracle that Jesus performs mm-hmm. before he goes into the into Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. To offer himself as the as a sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's another gentleman named Zacchaeus. Oh yeah, and he came to Jericho, and Zacchaeus was a man that was a thief, and he said to Zacchaeus after Zacchaeus was able to pour his heart out to Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus said, "Salvation has come to your house," and he promises this to Zacchaeus, and there's the there's a this this is the clue that, that can be given to us that he knows who Jesus is. Because of the news that he heard about Jesus when he came to Jericho before, mm-hmm. and possibly there's been other times that he's been through there, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
But for any, for some reason, this blind man knows who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. When he hears who Jesus is, nothing can stop him from, mm-hmm. you know. Do you know what kind of job a, a blind man could get in Jesus' day, Tabitha? None. I believe. Beggar. That's all they had. Yeah. yeah. They could Jesus. only be a beggar, right? Mm. And and this is this is the second time we come across a blind man. Maybe we came across a blind man before that said, "Oh, I can see people. I can see trees walking." You know, like. Uh, and now we've got another blind incident, an, an incident of Bartimaeus, and he cries out. And what does the Bible say? It says. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, it says, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say people warned him to be quiet. Yeah. It says actually the word. The word here says then many. Many warmed him to mm. be quiet, and that use of the word "many." You remember last week we um we looked at uh, the parable of um you know the last shall be first, the first shall be last. Mm-hmm. And we looked at the last in in um the King James version, New King James version, and some other versions. At the end of that parable, it says, "Many, many are called, but, but few, few are chosen." chosen. Yeah. yeah, so many comes up again. And many is very, very important because in Isaiah 53, mm-hmm. Isaiah 53 speaks of, uh, speaks of this person that's coming to take the iniquities of all the people and he shall carry their burdens, right? And at, in verse 11 and 12, it says this, it says, He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. Hmm. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, Hmm. and made intercession for the transgressors. So this use of the word many in the New Testament has a a really important bearing, and it's pointing. You've probably picked it up. Isaiah 53 is talking about Jesus Christ coming as the Messiah, mm-hmm. bearing the iniquities of all and carrying it to the cross. And this is why, <laughs> this is why in verse 47, Bartimaeus, it says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and said, and say, Jesus, son of David. Right, he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, mm. but he cried out, "Jesus, Son of David!" Mm. Right, and this is this is really interesting. There's people like um, uh, I, I'm digressing a little bit, but I, I think it adds to the the spice of this passage that we're, we're reading. There were people like Vespasian, um, and uh, there's two other Roman emperors that I can't get in my head right now, but they they made an effort to try and. Uh, delete the records of anybody that came from the line of David hmm. right because they wanted to make sure that that when, when somebody knows who they are mm-hmm. they can start an uprising right if they say man I'm a descendant of King David who was the greatest king of Israel I can start an uprising so they'll try and get rid of this record and it's interesting that a blind man calls out and says Jesus son of David and recognizes him mm-hmm. right and not only is he calling him out as royalty mm-hmm. You know, the many war- the many warned him to be quiet, 
<laughs> What's the Bible say? But he cried out it's all like the he more. Raised his voice high. Man, <laughs> yeah, they were saying, "Hey, shouting. stop, stop, stop shouting out Jesus, son of son of David. Stop recognizing him as the as the you know descendant of the the." The amazing king that we had, the warrior king that we had, stop calling out to him like that. Mm. And when they asked him that, when the many, the many that he he died, that Jesus died for, that carried his, their iniquities, and as Isaiah fifty three says, mm-hmm. when they said be quiet, he praised them all the more. Mm. He increased his praises. Yeah. You know, and, and and this is a huge lesson lesson that I received from Bartimaeus. Mm. His praise, his adoration, his admiration for Jesus Christ. When people told him be quiet, it made him all the more bold. And it, and it, and it says to me, David, you know, when you feel ashamed sometimes, you know, when people when you're the odd one out, when when mm. people try to shame you for your faith in Jesus Christ, mm. don't back down. Mm. Be like Bartimaeus. <laughs> Sure. Praise him, praise him even more. And I'm like, oh man, Bartimaeus, I gotta, I gotta have faith like you, man. You know, and and uh, it, it just, oh, so and and, and the response, mm. oh wow, the response. Well, well, we'll talk about that when we we come back on the break. Uh, but <laughs> sure, yeah. like, but for him, it was a personal experience. Like it was yeah. personal, and it was genuine. this is an, this is an amazing encounter for him. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Um, we are going to go for a break, but before we do, David, did you have a question for our listeners? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna share. Yeah, 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 I'll share with you my favorite type of um of praise. I I play the guitar, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things I love to do is I go out to like a, a secluded place. It could be a beach, mm-hmm. it could be um you know on a bush walk or, or something. I just find somewhere I can be by myself, and uh, just just talking about this, I realize I haven't done it for a long time, but I. I uh I read my Bible mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um I have a prayer and I sing a song or right? mm-hmm. sing songs and in that praise and my songs are usually prayer and the songs is usually a response to the revelation that I've just received from God mm-hmm. and um these these are moments of um when, when when I just admire and adore and praise who God is mm-hmm. I I realize how good he is to me all my complaints, all my complaints and things kind of go by the, by the side, you know. Do you sing so existing songs or do you come up with your own songs? Just oh, praise? mostly, yeah, mostly existing songs, but sometimes I, I end up making up, making up stuff on the, on the fly. Okay. And for <laughs> yeah. listeners, what, what's the question? Yeah, the question I'd like to put to my to our listeners for those that uh, praise God also, mm. perhaps you could text us some some ways you praise God, and it could um, you know this could help others when we read it out. It could help others on how they could find ways to praise God themselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so text us how you, ways in which you praise God. Um, two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We're going to listen to this song chorus of faith by Sandra Enterman. Thank you. 
is Chorus of Faith by Sandra Entman and um, you're listening to Thousand Counties on Faith FM and you're with David Leo today and in the previous segment we read the scripture passage about um, healing of blind but mares and uh, what stood out from the scripture passage was how um, Bartimaeus did not let uh, people shut him down when he was calling <laughs> out to Jesus and mm-hmm. the more people shut him down they um higher he raised his voice and um mm. yeah that and he got um he got what he wanted because he did not let people shut him down and also just to remind our listeners we have a free offer that we will um give out later we'll give out the code to get that offer and we'll give more details um about the offer later on um david what do you have to um say about praising god yeah, praising God. Bartimaeus gives us a really good clue of what it means to follow Christ. We haven't even, we haven't even finished, but um, you know, Bartimaeus is the example that he's been trying to teach his own own disciples. You know, in the previous just just previous to this reading, uh, the James and John ask Jesus and say, "Hey, Jesus, when you 
when you become the Messiah, <laughs> can we sit on your right side and left side? Hmm. You know, and Jesus says, uh, I don't think you know what you're asking me. You know, hmm. can you handle uh, what I'm be about to be baptized into? And it's not talking about water baptism. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, you know, he's about to go to the cross, right? And they answered when he said, can you handle the baptism I'm about to go into? They, they answered and said, yes, we can. <laughs> And, and, and they have no idea what they're, what they're getting into. And the other 10, when the other 10 disciples heard it, they, they weren't happy about it. Mm. But at, at the end of this, as Jesus is trying to teach them what discipleship is about, he says in verse 45, mm-hmm. uh, verse 44 and 45, let me read this. He says to them, and whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, mm. but to serve and to give his life a ransom. For many. Mm. Here's that word again, right? For many. Mm. And then we get the story of Bartimaeus. And so we've got the disciples that he's trying to teach, mm. and he's trying to teach them. Um, you know, th- this is not about chasing clout, mm. right? This I is wonder, not about. Sorry, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I wonder if the disciples were among the people who were trying to shut um, Bartimaeus. Yeah, we don't, we don't get that. When I, uh, uh, when I have read the story and heard the story before, I have pictured the disciples in in that um, in that crowd. But you know, we we don't know that uh, Mark doesn't tell us whether the disciples are in there or not. But well, um, the reason I asked you is because of that. Um, they've stopped someone before, apart the children. from the children. Oh, or was okay. it just the children? Oh, no, the, maybe there's somebody else. I can't. It's not coming to my head at the moment. Hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If, who it is, but um, you know they, they, these these disciples are after the fame. You know, that what's what's the word? That clout chasing. You know, they say, Lord, you know, can we be the can we be the big man that sits on your left and right? Can we be those guys? And Jesus says, you don't understand. This is not about fame or clout chasing. It's not about who's who the big man is. And then he goes into the then it then it goes into the story of Bartimaeus and we learn from Bartimaeus what Jesus is trying is trying to teach the disciples. It says here that when he in verse forty nine, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and then they called we don't even know who they is. Is they the disciples or is it the many that told him to be quiet? Like mm. who, who then they called the blind man saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. <laughs> You've and got what you want. <laughs> yeah. And it says in verse fifty, throwing aside his garment it's it's the outer garment, just like um, when Peter jumped into the uh, we, we learn later on that Peter jumped into the water to swim to Jesus and it says he threw aside his garment, and the outer garment was usually used to lay on the ground so people can throw money at it, mm. you know, so they so can give him money. Yeah, not only that, yeah, it's dirty. It's got money on it, and he throws it aside mm. to go to Jesus. Mm. This is a huge contrast. Do you remember there's somebody else that Jesus said, give away everything you have and come follow me? Mm. Remember, sell your possessions to the poor, mm. and then... You know, and, and that guy turned away, but this guy mm. wasn't even requested. He just threw it away, went to Jesus, mm. and it says here that when he went to when he went to Jesus and Rabbi, Rabbi is not just Rabbi; it's like my master. Mm. You know, as if he's already one of the disciples. You know, but he's really humbling himself. This so the praise continues. He's humbling himself before Jesus, and he says, and he says this thing, Rabbi, which is a. Um, Incredible, incredible position to put Jesus in. Mm. And then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And which way did he go? Oh, he, he followed, followed Jesus. Jesus yeah. <laughs> he followed Jesus. 
right? He didn't eat like to, to the young rich ruler. He yeah. said, "Come follow me." Young ruler couldn't do it, but he said, "Go your own way." Mm. And he's like, "I'm going to go my own way," and that's Look, following following you. Yeah, he'll be. You know, you'll be thinking, "Oh, you got <clears> what you wanted, so now go." But on your way. That was not so you, all for him, actually. No, mm. it wasn't enough. The sight was not enough. It, 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 he needed to follow his master. He needed to follow his, this this person that cared for him enough to give him this attention, right? Mm-hmm. And and this all comes from the understanding of praise and thanksgiving and admiration and adoration because he knew his position. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a blind person. The only thing I can do is beg. I've heard stories about this Jesus of Nazareth and the moment that he heard that he was in town, everything changed. He acknowledged him for who he was. Jesus, son of David. Mm. I recognize you, mm. you know. I rec- in my blind state, and so he's trying to teach his disciples. Man, you guys can see, but you don't understand like Bartimaeus does. I'm trying to teach you this, mm. and this is this is the last miracle before he enters Jerusalem, and it's this, he's he's desperate to teach his disciples that I'm a I'm the suffering savior, right? And this is this is where we need to learn. Um, when it comes to praise and glory, I said it's important for the church, and I, I, I truly believe this is a, a dying art, mm. you know, that where where we come together. Because one of the things I I really enjoy, and that sounds like a consumerist itself, but when when the church, when we when we read the Bible together, mm. and and I, I literally mean that that's probably something we don't do often in, anymore, but we would read the same passage together as a church, mm. right, and. Would have this revelation, whether it's a preacher that's preaching, whether it's somebody um, going through uh, singing a song in church. When we sing songs together, mm. you know, we're, whether we're watching um, watching a clip or whatever, whatever we're doing in worship, mm-hmm. you know, when we do it together as a community, mm-hmm. there is uh, the, the revelation of of God that we, that we receive and praising God together. When we're able to recognize our position as the created, we're the sons and daughters of God, and He's the Creator, mm. the Father, the Father of all. Right? When we when we recognize this, and we look at Jesus Christ, and we see that He is the ransom for many, we come to understand our position. Mm. You know, we we have an obligation to throw everything aside, just like Bartimaeus, and a true disciple of faith. Not fame, not cloud chasing, not trying to be the big man. A true disciple of faith throws everything aside and gives praise and glory and honor and everything to God. Mm. Right, and mm. this is Bartimaeus demonstrates this. Demonstrates this to us. Mm. Indeed, um, and just <clears throat> remind our listeners to share their own ways of uh, praising mm. God. Um, text us, tell us, Please. do you how you do you praise God? Do you sing? Um, do you uh, read the Bible? Do you give write poetry? Give really, really. yeah, write poetry. Give yeah. um to the make art less privileged. You know, there are just different mm. ways of praising God. Um, and we'd love to hear how you like to praise God. Um, before we go for a break, I also want to give the details of our offer today, which is the book "Praise God in Song," and that is the role of music in the church uh, by Ellen White. Um, God created music to be a blessing to mankind. Um, this book represents presents the beauty of God's plan for music, and mm. it will inspire you to sing <clears throat> about the love power and grace of God, no matter what your age, musical aptitude, or your situation in life. And this wonderful compilation regarding music, 
from the writing of Ellen White will motivate you to sing a song today. Um, we'll give you more details after the break, but for now we're going to listen to this song, King of Love by I Am They. Very interesting. faileth never I'm nothing like if I am his and he is mine forever and he is mine forever
faileth never. Good Shepherd, may I sing your praise within your house forever. Within your house forever. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was King of Love by um, I Am They. I find that um, name very interesting, but yet um, I think, um, yeah, that's the name of the artist who sang that song. And uh, you're listening to Thousand Counties with David Leo. And before we went to a break, I promised to give you the code to get the book, which is Praise God in Song um, by Ellen White. And the code to get the book is Logo 7. Um, L-O-G-O-S number 7, no space in between text that to 488 and we'll be able to send that book, Praise God in Song by Ellen White um, David, I believe we are in the last section of our program, so what is the takeaway message today? Yeah, I think the takeaway point you know, is um, learning to you know, being a disciple of Christ, we must learn the discipline or the the importance of praise Admiration and adoration for for God, mm. recognizing from you know fi- recognizing Him for who He is, and giving that praise. Don't hold it to yourself, you know. Like uh, do it individually and do it um, you know as, as a corporate body as well. In fact, um, I hope we've got time for this. I, I want to read one of the one of the great one of the cool cool praises which is found in Psalms. Psalms is a great place if you don't know how to praise God. Psalms is a great place where you can read these read these chapters and. You can use his his songs and poems as a way to praise God, and one of those is Psalms one hundred and uh, Psalms one hundred and forty five. That's a that's an that's an awesome one. Um, I'm just going to read three verses, but the whole thing is is fantastic. So here's a praise: I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. That's just three verses. Mm. And that gets into some awesome things like, um, yeah, it talks about the mercy of God and, and long-suffering, everything like that. Mm. But uh, what's the takeaway point? The takeaway point is this. Mm. I, um, you know, There was a, a group of psychologists at UCLA, and um mm-hmm. They, they did a, a research in 2011 and it was looking at TV shows and the value, the value that TV shows would teach preteens. So kids, you know, around 10 to 13, 10 to 14, teaching pre, te- uh, giving preteens this value through TV shows. Mm-hmm. And as they, as they, um, studied these TV shows, they found out that the value that, that it was giving preteens in 2007, mm-hmm. starting from 2007, was the value of fame. Mm. To be famous, right? So that was that that that, that study was two thousand eleven, but they looked at shows from two thousand and seven. Mm. So TV shows have been planting this value into our preteens back then mm-hmm. of fame, mm. you know, becoming famous, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And this is really different because when the same study was done in uh, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, 1977 and 1967. That's three decades, right? Mm-hmm. The value, the value that the uh, TV shows used to teach um, preteens was belonging. Oh, the importance oh. of belonging to a group. Mm. So that value changed mm. from 2000 and 2007 to teach our preteens the value of fame. Mm. 
Mm. You know, and, and, and this focus so that on things about cloud chasing. Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. I mean, you know, they they're they're older now, but you know, and you could see, you could see um, anyone that follows uh, stories on Instagram and, and tweet, uh, Twitter and, and things like that. Mm. Fame, fame is like a drug. These people have to really keep it up. You know, if you, if if you're, um, if you if you're if you're selling beauty product or something like that, even on your worst days, even on days where you don't, you don't even believe in what you're doing, you still gotta you gotta stay relevant. Mm. You know, because fame comes and goes, mm-hmm. right? Fame comes and goes. I mean, George Harrison, he's um, he's one of the Beatles. Mm. And um, George Harrison, he said, I think it was in 1988, George Harrison, he, he, he was a rock band. He said um, in the Time magazine, mm-hmm. I want to quote, I want to quote this. Of course, at first, we all thought we wanted the fame. Mm-hmm. After a bit, we realized that fame wasn't really what we were after at all. Mm-hmm. Just the fruits of it. After the initial excitement and thrill had worn off, mm-hmm. I, for one, became depressed. Mm. Is this all we have to look forward to in life? Mm. <laughs> That's interesting, right? It's but the goal—it mm. it is sad—and and the goal of being a disciple is not to become famous. Now, even even in the Christian, um, even in the Christian uh, environment, in the Christian. Uh, church, we have this ability because of our consumerism mm-hmm. and our understanding of celebrity status, we can make preachers and singers and whoever, whatever their talent, whatever their God-given talent is, we can make them celebrities and they let the fame get to their head. Mm. Right? I've seen this over and over again. You know, fame can really is like an addictive drug that that can really get get people uh, thinking that you know being a Christian is to be known and to to receive praise rather than give praise and this is why I say again the the disciple of um, Jesus Christ <clears throat> when they learn to give praise like Bartimaeus did when you live to give, when you learn to give honor and you do this on a daily basis you do this uh, you know you do this with your community your church and you you praise God for who he, he is mm. it keeps you humble mm. you know you know who you are in this relationship mm. you're the you're the servant <laughs> Just like Bartimaeus knew, mm. I want to follow Jesus, mm. and we know that uh, when you read the Bible, it says he followed Jesus on the way. Mm. On the he's on the way to the cross, mm. and uh, you know when when um, when the Christian movement started, the early church they weren't called Christians. Mm-hmm. They were they they were they were called Christians first in Antioch, but they they were known as the people of the way. Mm. That's what they were known for, the people of the way, and so. I think um, you know if you are choosing to become a disciple, mm. understand this. Learn to praise. Mm. If you don't know how to do it, ask somebody. Ask somebody that that's good at it to teach you. Go to a church where they know how to do this. Where they know how to pray. They know how to how to extol, um, sing and worship. They know how to uh, read the Bible in such a way that God is revealed. In such a way that you just want to fall on your knees and say, "Lord, you are you are good, you are great," right? And so this is this is part of it, knowing that we're praising God and we understand the same way that our Messiah suffered. We understand that we also mm-hmm. will f- will face the same fate, mm. but in doing so, in our suffering, we continue to praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Hmm, it's quite a challenge, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope. Uh, thank you so much, David, for your sharing. Um, sharing that always, powerful. Always message. a pleasure. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, it, I really feel challenged. Um, and I, I don't know about our listeners, but personally, I feel very challenged uh, from reading Patme's story. And um, mm. yeah, it's just important Amen. to have that personal relationship and not think of what other people are saying or yeah, what they think. Right. Yeah. And um, what do you have for us next week, David? Next week we're going to start the journey into the into the uh, so we just talked about Jesus on the way. Mm-hmm. This was the this was the last miracle. So we're talking about the triumphal entry, which is um, in John eleven, the very next, the very next um, chapter. Oh, nice! Oh, so join yeah. us next week on Monday, same time, um, to <clears> learn more about that. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster with this continue with this series lifetime search, and uh, Gary will be talking about. What goes around comes around. Um, that sounds like um, sort of revenge or getting what you deserve. I'm not really sure. Join <laughs> Gary and Jason tomorrow to learn more about that about that and find out what um, Gary wants to share. And um, yeah, we wherever you are, we thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the last the rest of your day. And for now, we are going to listen to this song, "Thank You Lord" by B.J. Thomas. Um, from this song, you just learn that there's so much to, th- to thank God for. Um, some of the things are just the simple things you see every day that you just don't um, feel like their significance. So I hope you enjoyed this song and I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. Be blessed. so happy to say thank you my lord for the flowers that grow there would be nothing i know without you thank you my lord for the sun in the sky thank you my lord i'm so grateful that i As long as I have you here beside
beside me 